Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Honor the commandment. I'll read for you four different versions of Hebrews 13 verse 1. The King James Version says, Let brotherly love continue. The Amplified Version says, Let love for your fellow believers continue and be a fixed practice with you. Never let it fail. The New American Standard says, Let love of the brethren continue. The New International Version says, Keep on loving each other as brothers. In the early history of humans, there were two brothers, Cain and Abel. One of them violated this commandment of love and killed his brother out of envy. Many years later, there were two other brothers, twins, and one of them cheated on his older brother and stole what was called the birthright, an inheritance preserved for the first male in the family. He had to run away from home. In later years, they met. Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they wept. Then there was his family that had 12 sons, but son number 11 was the favorite of the father, and that did not sit well with the older 10. And so one day, nine of the 10 of them conspired and sold the favorite to some strangers who took him to a foreign country. That brother, by some divine miracle, became the vice president of that country, and a severe food shortage caused the brothers to go to this foreign country to buy food. They had to deal with their brother on several occasions, but they did not recognize him. When he finally revealed himself to them, they were full of remorse and fear. I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. There is something about brothers. They are joined together by blood and it makes sense that brothers are to love each other. They are to take care of each other. They are to get along. We saw in the three stories that that love is often tested and on three occasions some brothers failed resulting in death, in estrangement, in betrayal and banishment. It is possible that brothers who are to love each other end up not showing love because love challenges. In the company of believers, this matter of love comes up time and time again because God knows that the heart of man, even among the closest of relations, can go bad. And where there should be love, such things as envy, jealousy, anger, pride, hate, insecurity, malice, rear their ugly heads and violate and contaminate the pure love that should exist between brothers. On one occasion, Jesus spoke in clear terms and told his followers that he is elevating brotherly love to be a new commandment. You must, without reservation and condition, love one another. Jesus left no room for debate. Jesus did not give any room for situations and circumstances that would demand an exception. Jesus laid down a law. Love your brothers. If you are a fellow believer, if you and the next guy calls call God your father, then you live and you are required to honor the commandment, love each other. The text brings it up many years after Jesus had left earth and the band of Jesus' followers had grown to a huge company located in many different countries. Does Jesus expect us to live by this commandment when our circumstances have changed dramatically since the night he spoke to just 11 guys?
Surely he must recognize that we have denominational differences. Surely Jesus sees that my brothers have committed egregious sins and must be cut off. Surely Jesus knows that the culture is powerful and we get to the stage where we don't or we can't like the other guy who, because of the color of his skin, seems like a threat to my life and is inferior to me. Surely Jesus knows and understands that reality. So Jesus, we don't need to reiterate the old commandment. We have revised it. It was good for those guys in the early church, but in modern society, we take our brothers to court. Mm -hmm. We isolate some brothers. We humiliate some brothers. We ostracize some others. And in doing so, we adopt an air of superior holiness and believe that you, God, will sanction my just and noble stance. But is that really so? The text does not make room for all those excuses, my friend. It is simple and straightforward. Let brotherly love continue. Period. So what do we do? And how do we relate to each other in less than ideal situations? In church circles, when someone commits a sin of sexual immorality, which is breaking the commandments that condemn sin, we sometimes take on the cold and drastic position of righteous defenders of morality and we withdraw our love because the offender does not deserve our love until he grovels and satisfies our criteria of remorse. Really? Is that how you interpret the commandment to love? Well, how about when your brother, when he was in need, borrowed money from another brother? The lender sees the borrower prospering later and demands repayment. It doesn't happen. The lender has every right to sue the borrower, right? He does. But hold it. Whatever the offense, the Bible invites you to love so much that you do not live by the standards of the world. Let brotherly love continue. It is hard, but so are laws of the country you live in. But this commandment carries a responsibility of representation. When we love each other, despite offense, despite the color of your skin, whether you hurt me, you are called to love because you are a representative of Jesus. And so you are obligated to love like Jesus loves. Brotherly love does not have an expiration date and it doesn't have exceptions. It is a fixture among believers. It is a commandment. Let brotherly love continue.